I hope everybody's safe and warm, and we are in the thick of winter, aren't we, Carl? Um, sure we are. I, I guess we're in the thick of winter. It's snowing, so yeah. We'll talk to our guest, Ashley Terrigliato from City Museum about their 25th anniversary and their tunnel of love. Around minute 24, we'll talk jackass forever. Around minute 37, we'll talk about sundown. Around minute 42, we'll talk the prom at the Fox. And then around minute 51, the Theater Circle Awards. And then we'll wrap up the news of the week. Well, I'm Lynn Benhouse. That was Carl Middleman, who's gone to work every day in yeah. the snow, blizzard. No one's, or the- no one's up on the roads or at least they shouldn't be at 3.30 in the morning. So I'm okay. Well, Ray and I were both at home last night for KTRS. So, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of people who could work at home, but I just want to give a shout out to all the people who do everything for us, like clean the roads and, and all those workers that were out on the highway because uh, the news, as I had on the news pretty much, 24 seven. And uh, I love how the weather people get so jazzed about a winter storm. So winter storm landing is over for us. And we have six more weeks of winter, according to Puxitani Phil. And today, not only is we're red uh, for, for women for heart health, but also it is ice cream for breakfast day. I thought that was tomorrow. Is it? It is. Oh, tomorrow. the fifth. <gasps> because okay, because Tamara Keith from Clementines was on KTRS last night, so I was thinking I had my time. <gasps> it is. It so, is tomorrow, so you can still have breakfast tomorrow. Okay, I'm set. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> well, we are so excited because another red thing is Valentine's Day coming up, and we have. The marketing director from the City Museum, the wonderful one-of-a-kind institution in St. Louis that has happened its 25th anniversary, Carl. I have been to the City Museum many, many, many times with both children and adults, and they are both different experiences. Let's welcome our guest. I and I I it's much easier to say than it is to look at and pronounce Ashley Terrigliano. Yay. Well, hi, Ashley. How are you on this chilly morning? Hi, guys. I'm doing good. I'm in my in my warm little house. I was lucky that I did not have to go into the office today because my job technically can be done remotely. So um, while I do prefer to be in the museum and all the chaos and crazy, um, sometimes it's nice to be able to stay tucked away at home. But thank you for having me. Well, thank you, because not only is it your 25th anniversary, but you've got some really fun things happening for Valentine's Day is like two weeks away. I know. I know. I or 10 days. It. Yeah, I was going to say less than two weeks. I can't believe it's right here upon us. But yeah, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, the 12th and 13th, we are doing a family Valentine's Day celebration. So it's for all ages, which is really fun. You know, we've been doing a lot of 21 and up events. So um, we thought we'd take this opportunity to do more of like a a family Valentine's Day. So you guys can come out together and um, dance. We have music going on. And so we're having a family dance party on Saturday. Um, And then we're also going to be doing cookie decorating and can make, yeah. And you can make Valentine's Day cards. Um, As always, we always have our crafts. We have 
we have our artists, our resident artists, and they love breaking out the craft supplies and getting the kids going on that. Um, and then this year, something just that sort of came upon us, um, you know, sometimes our artists have ideas and they say, hey, guess what? I'm doing this new thing. And it's very exciting for all of us. Um, but they are going to create some pinatas for oh. everyone to break open. So they're doing Valentine's Day pinatas. Well, that is really cool. Well, anything yeah. with candy is good, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Anything with sugar. And that's, well, that I, is one thing we have special as well. Um, we have some cocktails for the adults, some special cocktails for the adults, but also we have some mocktails for the kids, some specialty drinks that are just for them, um, oh, including, yeah, hot chocolate that's, that's popular right now. <laughs> um, hot chocolate, you put all the sprinkles and things in it. Um, and then also we're doing cupcakes. So we partner with Jilly's and Jilly's does a special cupcake for City Museum. So those will be available as well. Wow. Shout out to my buddy Casey Schiller, <sighs> the or, Jilly's or, mastermind. Mm-hmm. Well, I would imagine that Jill is probably the mastermind at Jilly's. I think they work together, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> and Jill, and then Jill's sister, and it's a it's a big family operation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do a great job. We, we love their cupcakes and they've been doing some special things for us lately. Uh, they did one for our misfit holiday bar that we did over this past Christmas. Um, and yeah, so the, those, are which was a delicious. great idea, which was Thank so you. fun because you know, you. not everybody's all happy, jolly little elves. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> lately. Right. We felt like we needed a place where everybody can just come as they are and you don't have to be happy. You just can, you can <laughs> exist in the space. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, Rudolph's uh, elf that wants to be a dentist. Hermie. 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 Yes. Yeah. I, I did know all their names like a month ago. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, well, Jilly's just another shout out. Casey won Cupcake Wars twice. So I know he's that. The, yeah, because yeah, he's he's the baker, dude. Uh, St. Louis uh, Community College Forest Park, um, the great accredited uh, culinary thing. So, yeah, so uh, those are special treats, and that's awesome. And then uh, what time is everything going on? At on the, Saturday? On Saturday, the 12th, it will be 10 to 3. And then on Sunday, it's all day. The whole day that we're open, it's from 10 to 5. Um, so yeah, lots of opportunity. And, and we also think that it's a great place that if, you know, let's say you're going out to dinner or you're going out, you know, to a movie or whatever your tradition is with your sweetheart, it's a great place to start the afternoon, start the evening. Um, you know, we have the Love Inn, which is our cabin downstairs, same place that we did the Misfit Bar. Um, and so we've taken down all of the holiday, the misfit holiday island decor, and we've put up all of our love in decor. Aww. So, yeah. So you can come have a drink, maybe get things started off. And if you're going to eat a big meal with lots of sugar, you can climb around on some things, slide down <laughs> some things and not feel so bad when you go and do that afterwards. <laughs> Don't get trapped. Well, yeah, that old sugar, <laughs> sugar rush. I hear that's a myth, though, with kids. Do you hear that? I don't know. I don't know, but I have but. kids, and I think that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those people who don't know, and they have heard about City Museum, and they've never gone, um, it's down on 16th Street. It's yes. downtown, and it has its own parking, so you don't have to worry about that. Right. You also can park on the street, but it's 
it is a joy. This it is a treasure of St. Louis. It's now been around for 25 years and it it has grown. It is it started out as this little weird thing and now it has grown into this big not so weird thing. It's now because you know when when they first started this 25 years ago, this was an odd duck. No one understood it. No, no one got it. They didn't. You had to understand it's, it's a museum, but what there's a bus on the side of a building, and this building is so old and why and it's new and it's fresh, and they're recycled bottles and there are tunnels and there's right. glass blowing and what a lot of things have changed over the course of two and a half decades. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a it's a weird concept until you go there, you know, and, and that's yeah. probably one of our biggest hurdles as the city museum and as the marketing director is explaining to people why they should come and really, you know, just the word of mouth is what keeps us going. That's what keeps us, you know, keeps people driving in. Um, because, and I've yeah, been, I've been just, to weddings there. I, Oh yeah. I, we love celebrating weddings. It's like one of my favorite things because we already know that if someone picks us for their wedding, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be weird. You know, like they want to have it there because it's weird. <laughs> so it's, it's been really cool to see the different things that people have done. But yeah, I think that people just really didn't understand city museum until they came in and saw it. And once they did, they were so enamored that it just spread like wildfire. And, um, you know, we're still one of a kind. We're still the only one out here doing this particular thing. So, you know, I feel really lucky to have it in St. Louis and to be able to work there. And uh, people from out of town, I know uh, my friends who are now grandparents, uh, they uh, bring out of town family always to the yes. city museum. Any child is visiting St. Louis is going to go there. But also like Carl brought out, adults love it too now my children were too old so to speak mm -hmm. when city museum opened but they have been there multiple times because they have a young little brother and then also uh my son when he was at carbondale uh he was on the alt news program and he came up and did a segment on <laughs> on, on uh, it for the Carbondale TV station. So oh I got to take that out. Yeah, I got to take that, that out because it's really funny because they had this little Muppet in the car with them. <laughs> I would love to see that. Please, if you can find that, please send it to us. I know we, I will. We because, some yeah, weird stuff all of the time. Like sometimes on YouTube, we'll, someone will send us things and we're like, oh, someone filmed this here. This is weird. <laughs> but that happens quite often. Yeah. So I'm sure how many out of towners would you say you, I mean, you're a magnet. Yeah. For, I think tourism, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like 70% of our attendance is from out of town. So, you know, we have, we have our loyal people that come over and over again that have kids. And, you know, I really have to plug our memberships because um, they've worked really hard to keep our membership program very affordable. So you, know, you come and visit us for one day, it's $20, which is still a heck of a deal. Um, but if you come and you visit us multiple times, you know, if you live nearby, it's $50 for the membership. So you, and you know, and I encourage people to get that all of the time, just because we do have so many new things happening throughout the year. And if you have family and friends in, you're going to come anyway. So you might as well buy that membership. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, that it's a popular place for adults. I just found out that we were listed um, as the number one place for a first date in St. Louis. Aww. So yeah. 
and the number one place for the last date, meaning that where you get engaged. So, Aww. yeah. Well, well, how exciting is that? I know. Yeah, so I'm really hoping. Attraction yeah. for, hoping uh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah, for Valentine's yeah. Day. I know. And I've also- been encouraging people to come and do their proposals in the Tunnel of Love because it's very cute. Um, you know, they light it up with hearts all the way through the tunnel. And it's, it's very good photo op. Now, you guys have a rotating schedule at the City Museum. And ironically, you're not open this year on Valentine's Day. <laughs> we're not. We're not. <laughs> Typically, we're, you know, um, we're not open on Mondays. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're celebrating a little early. So you need to need to check citymuseum.org for, you know, because like January and February, you guys are not open during the week. But right. come March, everything starts to open up. That's right. Yeah, we're open every day. So you can come see us anytime you want. <laughs> and it'll be new experience. And uh, I like that date thing because then you have talking points. You don't you want really out of do. things to talk about. Yeah. And people assume that if you're not a physical person, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going down slides every day. I can't fit in most places, <laughs> in the museum. <laughs> but I, the art is incredible. You know, we have all of these collections, both, um, you know, beautiful collections as well as weird collections. You know, we have an entire bug and insect collection, um, you know, that I find incredibly fascinating. And it really just belongs to one man that works at the museum. Um, So, you know, yeah. So we have all of these collections that you can look at and all of the art. I just, I feel like people sort of limited as, you know, if I'm not someone who wants to climb on things or crawl through things, there wouldn't be anything for you to do, but there's so much to do, including Beatnik Bob's, which is going through a little bit of a renovation right now. Um, And when it opens back up, there will be some exciting new things in there. Well, great. We have to give a, we have to give a brush up. A special shout out to the late Bob Casilli, yes. who uh, is the genius behind this and also Turtle Park. Yes. And I remember when, because uh, he lived in Lafayette Square and a friend of mine lived there and he said, oh, my, uh, one of my neighbors is creating this thing. So one man's vision grew to this spectacular, singular, <laughs> one of a kind treat in St. Louis, which is really remarkable. Yeah. I mean, Bob and Gail just poured everything into City Museum and, you know, really helped inspire and gave, you know, gave room to so many of these local artists uh, and crew members that came in and just helped share their vision. You know, um, I've just had such a cool opportunity to meet some of those people that it were so integral in the very beginning parts of things. And then to see how it's evolved and to see our, you know, some of the artists that are there now, like one of our crew members, Mary, um, she is the most incredible welder I've ever seen. And she created that abominable snowman for us that was in that misfit. I mean, she built that from nothing, you know, a flat piece of steel. And to me, that's just mind blowing to watch these people work. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am so grateful that Bob and Gail, you know, had, had the foresight to think about something so creative that would live on. I mean, here we are 25 years later. Yes. And I just always think when I pass by, you, you have to look up because it makes you smile. Yep. The roof makes you smile because it's like, what? What is this? So you always know where it is. I know. That is, I, <laughs> I love that about it. Yeah. You can kind of orient yourself in town if looking up and seeing the bus. 
And I would like to note that we also still have the tallest Ferris wheel in all of St. Louis. <laughs> and, and when you're, when you are not a child anymore and you still wish to get into a ball pit, you still can do that at the city museum. Well, you could before COVID, but the ball oh. pit's gone. <laughs> no, is the ball pit going to come back? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know that that will ever come back. I haven't heard the plans for it, but I know that it's still on our no, no zone. You know, we're, well, we're speak, speaking that. of that, what, what, are, what are the, what has changed in the last 24 months for you guys? I'm Gosh. sure I'm, well, you also have to deal with not just being a business, but also the city mandates. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, as I'm sure you both know, um, it's complicated trying to explain to our own, uh, you know, our own residents, the difference between the city and the county, (laughs) you know, and we're, we're in the city. Uh, A lot of the people who come and visit us daily are from the county and, um, you know, they don't even understand the difference. So when we're saying, Hey, we still have to abide by this mask mandate. uh, And that's not a choice for us. Um, you know, people get really upset. So that's been a real challenge for us. And then, as I mentioned earlier, huge percentage of the people who come visit us are from out of town. So they, a lot of the times haven't seen masks in a long time, you know, depending on where you're coming from. Um, And, you know, and they certainly haven't been required. So it's a daily work, it's daily work and a daily challenge for us to equip our employees Uh, with the ability to handle those situations, you know, especially because a lot of our employees are very young, you know, very young adults. They're there working through high school and college. Um, So it has been probably one of the top things that we've been working on is really how to talk to people in those situations and how to make sure that they're having a great experience, but our employees are also being treated well. So, you know, that's been, I think, a challenge, not just for us, but for everyone. Looking beyond Valentine's Day, do you have anything exciting coming up in the spring or or, uh, we'll have to wait to see? Well, in the spring is when our rooftop opens and that's always exciting. Um, You know, we close it down in late October just for inclement weather. We can't be climbing around up there when there's a sheet of ice on it. Um, I I saw that our our creative director, Ricker, when he posted a picture earlier on Instagram of the rooftop and it is just like one scary solid (laughs) piece of ice. Um, Yeah, you'll have to look at it. Even I was like, oh, that looks dangerous. Um, (laughs) So we close it in late October and then opening it in March is always incredibly exciting because, you know, even when kids, you know, I mean, here it's not super warm in March, right? But those kids, they don't care. It's a lot of the time their first time really outside, you know, in the springtime. And they are just obsessed with it and watching them go down the slides and swing on the ropes. It's so fun. So the springtime um, at City Museum is just a time of revival. You know, uh, spring break is actually one of our busiest times of the year. We have so many people who come to St. Louis during that time because we have a lot of a lot of places around us and we're sort of, you know, in the middle for a lot of places uh, that don't have a lot going on. So they all come to St. Louis and um, yeah, spring break is crazy for us, but I also the, think it's the, the most fun. And the out-of-towners ask all this, all the locals, Hey, do you want to go up and do the 10 story slide? And the locals say, fine. Right. Because the people from out of town have never done it before, but the people from town that have done it before know that it is a 10 story slide. Yes. And, and sometimes it's like 
like what they say about having a baby. You forget about how how you got there and then you <laughs> do it again. Yeah, that's a really good that's a really good analogy because yeah, climbing up there is a feat. Um, and then what I always think is comical is they're gonna fly down that thing. No. You know, but what they don't realize is that it was a, a shoe shoot. That's what it was. It was a shoot for shoots that we have modified into a slide. Um, and it's not intended to go fast. I mean, it wouldn't work the way that it spiral, it would be dangerous. No. So it's not intended to go fast, but people are, I can always tell they're really, especially adults are really amped up for it. They think they're going to go really fast. And then you go down it and you're kind of like, <laughs> and it's a cool view. Um, but I have suggested that we give people potato sacks. Apparently that's <gasps> not in our insurance, but oh. you know. yeah. Cause you don't want them going down any faster than they are already are, or are not going fast. No. But the people who come often and uh, know the slides well have realized that if they wear pajama pants, <gasps> like fleece pants, that they really get some speed. <laughs> that is not in the tip section on the website. I know it probably shouldn't be, but it is a really good. It is a good tip. Silk pajamas would work perfectly. Ooh, that would be good, too. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's citymuseum.org. The Tunnel of Love is the 12th from 10 to 3 and Sunday the 13th from 10 to 5. And it's going to be very loving and very romantic. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. What a, what a nice little winter break. I know. I know. I think after this, everybody's going to be looking for somewhere to go. You know, let the kids run off some energy. You know, I think that everybody will be coming out to visit us. Uh, is, can I make one more little plug? Sure. Before oh, absolutely. I go? Okay. So right now, City Museum, like everywhere else, we're hiring. <laughs> but unlike everywhere else, I mean, it's City Museum, you know, so it, you know, it's a great place for young adults. We have people of all ages um, working on our floor, working in the maintenance department, which we have a maintenance and facilities full-time position open right now as well. Bartenders. Um, uh, bartenders, food and beverage. We've always got food and beverage spots available, especially coming up on spring break. But yeah, I mean, it's a, I can truly say, you know, I haven't worked there all that long. I've been there for eight months and I can honestly say it's my favorite job I've ever had. It is a healthy and exciting place to work. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm treated very well. And I think that in today's day and age, that's so important for people. Um, I'm a millennial, so we created it, right? <laughs> so yeah. now we have to live in it. And um, I, I do think that City Museum is really a leader in that respect. You know, I, I think that we're having a great time and while we're at work, but we're also, we're, we're having um, a lot of, a lot of progress as well. So we'd love for people to consider us if they're looking for a place to work. Well, that's just a wonderful thing. A happy place. Y'all want a happy place to, uh, to be at work. And uh, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, the game doesn't start till five. So you can go burn off some steam. There you go. And get the kids out. Before and then you go to the party. To... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's a perfect Sunday. To me, it's a perfect Sunday thing. <laughs> Ashley Turigliato. Oh, now, hold on. Ashley Turigliato. See? I'm yes. Right I did it yeah, right. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us for today. And uh, happy winter, I guess. I, know. I should say. Yeah. Happy. Well, happy I'm going to stay in. So I'm happy. <laughs> I've got my coffee and I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs>
Well, thank you for being on with us tonight and go to citymuseum.org for more information. Thanks, guys. Take care. You're welcome. All right, Lynn, let's uh, let's do it. I'm wearing the hat. I sat I next saw. to you. I sat next I to you. Saw. You didn't care for it. <laughs> you did not care for jackass forever. Well, at first, I mean, I did laugh the first half hour, but then to me, it just got old. But I will preface this as I'm not the target demo. And as Ray and I, I mean, I laughed a lot last night talking about this with Ray on KTRS. If you want to hear that, it's on the website under show Ray Hartman and the new on uh, the website. Anyway, um, I if any movie is going to get people out in this weather, it's going to be this one, because my children, when they were uh, in 2000, which they were young teenagers they uh and charlie was like 12 uh they would watch it in their room while i watched the news because you know i'm a news junkie and i would hear them gales of laughter at 10 o'clock gales of laughter and they would just howl because they loved watching people do stupid things because boys do stupid things. Yes. And, and then after multiple injuries at home, then they had to give disclaimers all the time. But Johnny Knoxville is back with his band of nine. Only sadly, Ryan Dunn passed on in a car accident. And then Bam Majero, is that how you say his name? Majera. Imagera, he is he has not returned, but there's some new people, but they're up to their same antics. So I'll let you talk about it, except I do want to say I heard grown men laugh out loud so much during this movie. And so if you want to have a, a fun experience bringing out the 13 year old and everybody, then, yeah, go. Well, I'm not right. going to rain on people's parade. So uh I started watching this in 2000. I watched all three seasons of Jackass. And then they said, you know what, Jackass? The movie is going to be the finale. That made so much money. They did Jackass 2. And then 10 years after they started in 2010, they did Jackass 3D, which is probably the best and made the most money out of all of them. And then in 2013, Johnny Knoxville did Bad Grandpa Jackass. Which I thought was funny. Bad grandpa, because there's a story in that one. And then for the 20 year anniversary, but then that got ruined by the pandemic. It's still the same group of nine minus two. So you have Johnny Knoxville, you have Bam Majera, who is suing everybody involved in Jackass. So they don't mention him. He is in. They didn't they didn't erase him from any clips. So like if he was in the background of some old clips that they reference. So technically he's in the movie, but they don't mention him. They're not allowed to talk about him, but they, but they have all said that they hope Bam gets his life together. So if they do anything else, which I imagine they will, because this is going to do very well. If they do, I imagine Jackass five will be uh, the next generation, but we'll get into that in a second. My favorite was always Chris Pontius, who was running around in a G string. There's Dave England, the naked guy. Yeah. Dave England, Steve-O, who is probably, besides Johnny Knoxville, the most famous of everybody. Uh, the late Ryan Dunn d- died in a drunk driving accident. Kids do not drive drunk. Uh, Aaron McGahee, Preston Lacey, who I'm surprised is still alive. And Jason Acuna, who is Wee Man. And there was somebody that 
one of my friends called me wee man because I'm not very tall, but he called me that for many, many years. Um, and then the the cast of characters that they've had forever. Lance Bangs is in this. Uh, Spike Jones. I don't want to give away some of the cameos because some of them are surprises. And well, they do have some guest stars. They have they some do. guest stars. I don't I don't want to say who those people are, but I will say that Tori Belici from Mythbusters comes on and does one of the hilarious scientific stunts that they do that just goes horribly, horribly. Well, it, it goes horribly, horribly right, which I, I like. And it's good to see Tori because Tori's let his hair down since Mythbusters. And he's the only cameo that I'm going to say. And then we have a bunch of new guys. We have Poopies, who is the newest jackass member. This, this is the next generation. Poopies probably does the most and probably has the most camera time. Then there's Jasper. Then you have Zach, who they call Zachass. Then you have the female one, Rachel. Then you have Eric, who I really didn't notice that much. And then you have uh, Dark Shark, who is the who's father the, of one of these guys. Who's 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 the danger dude? Danger. There was a guy named Danger. Um, or he, he's the one that gets that gets hit in the cup. Oh. Right? No, that's that's Aaron. Oh, okay. Well, I, I get them. I just know Steve-O because of my boys talking about Steve-O. Uh, there are insane, dangerous stunts. There is more male nudity than I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, yes, that a, was, lot of, uh, a lot of penises. A lot of penises. I was like, we can do this now? But I guess because it's not erotic. It's not but- sexual at all. It is no, very no, it's it's painful to see <laughs> what they do with their junk, so to speak, is very painful. And now that they're older, it gave me concern. Maybe the maternal person in me was like, ooh, that's gotta hurt. Well, they're near, this, they're all nearly 50. Yeah. Well, there's this one scene where they put the queen bee. Yes, underneath the actual queen bee. Yeah, underneath the guy's member. Steve-O, it's Steve-O. And, <laughs> and, the, and uh, uh, they're all tatted up, by the way. And, and, and then, I love, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and then the, the bees are released from the hive and uh, they go on his member. Self. And it looks like it's like when you see a beehive, you know, the thing. But he is screaming in pain. Because he's getting stung. You see, and then you see there's a there is a scrotum shot with a bee sting in it. And it's it's funny how the new generation, not not Dark Shark, because he's an older guy, but the rest of them all have jackass tattoos. I thought that was hilarious. And it's like, if you're going to be in this movie, you got to have a jackass tattoo. And they all have them. It's funny. Well, I don't know if Rachel does or not. And they keep putting Rachel on prominently in everything just because there is a woman on there and i will say one of the most hilarious lines is when one of her scenes she only has two major stunts but one of the stunts has one of the funniest lines in the movie in it and it's all about me too and consent and it's it's very funny and i wish they would have used her more they uh that is a very funny thing because uh how times have changed but uh that's the scorpion botox where they yes. actually do now you know that 
they have cleared all of this because the credits are full of, of safety and wranglers and just like pro wrestling. Some of this stuff is fake, but what do you, you mean? don't, what, what do you think it's fake? What do you think it's fake? You don't think they were really blowing up bathrooms. They, the whole thing started them playing tricks on each other and that's what they're still doing. Right. But a real scorpion, you would die if you were bit by a scorpion. I don't think so. I, 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 it's probably, well, I, yeah, well, some of the scenes are that, but I also will say, I mean, (laughs) if you're going to jackass forever, then you know what you're getting into. Yes. You are, will not be surprised at what you are. Now, if you've never seen these, I don't going in, going in on the fifth movie, technically the fourth or the fifth movie is not you. Would you ever go into the fourth or fifth movie without knowing something? No. And you will see every single body fluid that there is every single body fluid. Yeah, I want there's to a lot of vomiting. There's a lot of there is a lot of vomiting in this movie. Well, which I have to close my eyes for because I can't watch that on screen. That's always bothered me on screen because it's like a human reaction. Like and there's a lot. So the oh, whole there's a stand. Scene, there's a stand by me moment on there. And the funny thing is Lester Banks is wearing is wearing a mask. I'm sorry. I said Lester Banks. It's Lance Banks. Lester Banks. I know. Rock because Lance, like, Lance Banks, I, who is a very accomplished director. Uh, he's about to throw up while wearing a N95 mask. And that they gets show everybody that a else. Lot. Yeah. And it's very, it's very funny. Well, Unless in, ter- you're not yeah. in that. There's a there's a tarantula. The the other funny line besides the Rachel line, but it's not her line. It's a guy working on the. It's Chris's line. uh, But, and they've been well trained. And uh, but it is um, the the guy who says he's a vegetarian. Oh yeah, see that's funny. That is funny, but it's gross. I mean, uh, that, that was either Aaron or Dave. I, I, I'm not sure if it's Aaron or Dave, but it is one of those guys. But they all seem to be having a lot of fun with this. There's triple wedgies that looked incredibly painful. I do not know how you refer it without a derogatory uh, word for the little people. Uh, his name's and- Wee Man. Call him Wee Man. Okay, Wee Man. Uh, That's his but, name. Uh, That's his name. Yeah. And then there's some very corpulent people who don't mind dropping trial and uh, a lot of nudity oh whoa and uh it's not all you know uh uh, penthouse and uh playgirl uh you know we're talking real people and uh johnny knoxville is the ringleader of all of this but he's not involved as much as as he is because you know he is because he got injured and i love the fact is they started doing this before covid and johnny's hair is black and then once they went back johnny's hair is ice white (laughs) well he does and and they showed this he was on james corden the other night they showed this clip so it's no spoiler that he gets uh flipped by a bull has a broken wrist a broken rib and a concussion there's another gentleman uh, a Steve-O, I believe, has a terrible concussion in this. They do show you ambulances taking them uh, away. Uh, away. So uh, don't try this at home. Well, I would Je- say. Jeff Tremaine has directed every single iteration of Jackass. And if if you that's how they kept the style by having the same director and having the same guys doing it. So and they and they also 
I think the ending of three is much better because that was a look back how they were 10 years ago. They kind of do that with this one looking back 20 years, but not as much as they did in three. So I liked four. I hope there is a next generation and I hope there's also a 4.5 because they always do a 0.5, which has a whole bunch of stuff that they cut out. And I hope they continue to do that with this one, too. Right. Well, it brought a lot of laughter into the auditorium. And uh, because of the situation uh, with the Omicron variant and people yeah. staying home, I think this and uh, Spider-Man are probably the two draws. I think it's going to do very well. I think in the middle of winter, people want to break. Uh, but uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Carl, is a movie called Sundown. It's an art house movie that is only in select theaters, but it, uh, to me, and I said this to Ray last night, Jackass is more honest of a film. This really? is one of those where, where critics are gonna pontificate about its existentialism. I call BS. This is a movie, the third movie by a Mexican director named uh, Michelle Franco. It uh, premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, one of the uh, pull quotes in the trailer said, no two critics will see this the same way. And I agree with that. That might be the only thing I agree with some of the critics on because to me, this is incomprehensible. It is a very bizarre script. Give us, if you want me to, uh, to have a different view of class and privilege, then give me something to work with because this guy decides that less is more like he's not going to tell you anything. And then at the end, we get a little bit of explanation as to why Tim Ross character acts the way he does. But to me, it's too little, too late. Do not jerk me around. This whole movie, I felt jerked around. It is Charlotte Gainsbourg and Tim Roth as siblings who run a pork production empire in London. And they own slaughterhouses and farms and, and all that. And uh, they are on holiday in a posh resort in Acapulco, where you have the abject poverty of the workers. And then you have these incredibly wealthy customers uh, chilling. Well, Tim, well, at first you don't know, you think they're a couple, but they're brother and sister. And, and the children are his niece and nephew. And so he is very morose. He's very disaffected. He uh, is the, the epitome of taciturn. He says very few words and he doesn't speak Spanish. So <laughs> this all hinges on there's a tragedy in their family. They are asked to rush back to London. They get to the airport and he says, oh, I forgot my passport. You all go ahead and I'll, I'll catch you later. But instead of going back to the resort, he takes a taxi to a nondescript hotel. I don't want to say divey, but it's just very plain hotel next to a public beach. And he just goes to the beach every day while he misses his mother's funeral. Huh. So finally, because he's ignoring all his sister's messages, Charlotte Gainsbourg, who's a very good actress, and Tim Roth is a good actor. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I stuck with this is because, well, it's Tim Roth. And 
he did a film with this director before called Chronic, where he plays a hospice worker. So the director, Michelle Franco, is all about exposing the inequities of class and privilege in his uh, native Mexico. And I get that. And then one of the things people talk about is the way you perceive this film says a lot about how you perceive these societal issues. No, give me something to work with and then I'll make up my own mind. But don't tell me how I'm supposed to feel about all this stuff. So he doesn't say anything. No explanation, no apology. Like, yeah, I, I let you guys, I, you know, I let you guys handle all the grief and mourning and all that stuff. And I'm just going to be on the beach here. There's these bursts of violence because apparently in Acapulco, there's all these little drug gangs and they scope out the rich people. Okay. And those are the marks. And then there's a huge amount of drug traffic. So like a guy gets shot on the beach right in front of everybody. And, and, and so it's just all these little things going on. But it's the only good thing about this is it's 83 minutes. It's 83 <laughs> minutes. But it's like, I want my time back because this was a colossal waste of time. Wow. Go see Jackass instead. Yeah. And that's about it for the for the theater openings this week. We don't we do not have too much going on, I guess, with the Olympics and also with the uh, COVID situation and the weather. I don't know. I don't know why we're all of a sudden having a little lull. But I will say the um, the theater scene in St. Louis has been impacted by COVID and they shut things down or postponed things in January, but now they're coming back in full force. And I have about six, seven invitations for the next couple of weeks to see new shows opening in St. Louis. And these are ones where they have strict safety protocols, social distancing, masks. You have to show a vaccine card or a negative test, but they're back on the boards. And you and I saw the latest the national tour at the Fox. We did. We saw the prom, but until you sent me a video or a picture the next day, I did not know that there were eight parts that were understaffed and had to use understudies and swings. Yes. On the national tour. Cause we had the lovely Ashanti Jaria on. Uh, she, she was in the show. Yeah. And, and, and the two uh, teenage leads were in the show. And, but they had to replace two leads because of the no, COVID. three, three leads. They had to replace Dee Dee, Trent, and the principal. Those were That's three right. leads. That's right. And then uh, they, uh, and then uh, a guy, Jordan DeLeon, who is a veteran of Stages St. Louis, he had to assume four roles. He's the swing. For I this. told, I told my wife that, and she's like, I know who that guy was because I said, oh, you mean the hotel clerk? That was where I first noticed that he was in something else. So he did a great job. And if you wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have sent that to me, I would not have known. Well, I thought the first act, because I saw it on Broadway, as I keep saying, um, I thought that the first act, because it's such a cheerful, uh, upbeat show with a terrific message. I thought the first act was a little flat, like they were trying to, you know, find its rhythm. And my friend who had never seen it before was like, 
I, I just expect more. But the second act is much better. And I, they found their rhythm. They found their so-called legs in the second act. And I enjoyed it. But when I found, because I didn't know there were eight uh, fill-ins, understudies, right. swings going on. So I was watching because thankfully I had very good seats and I was watching the cast and the finale and the curtain call. They all look so relieved and joyful. And then you understand why that they pulled off this enormous feat because uh, I was talking to one of the producers at intermission and uh, she told me that they had to shut the show down in Baltimore because of the COVID outbreak among the cast. So they missed the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd shows in Baltimore. They were going to open in St. Louis on January 25th, but that was pushed back till the 28th. And then uh, they are having the run, except yesterday the matinee was canceled. I'm not sure they said this night show was still going to go on, but it was still snowing. So I don't know if it, well, if it did. I want to say congratulations. And the person that blew me away was Emily Barromeo. She played Angie Dickinson at which I didn't get that joke. They didn't, they never called her Angie Dickinson. Cause I think that would be a funny joke that her name was Angie Dickinson. And they never really allude to that, 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 when you saw it on Broadway, was it more noticeable? Yeah, people laughed. Yeah, people laughed. Well, I lot. didn't I didn't really get that. And she she wasn't an understudy or a swing, but she played Angie Dickinson and she was great. And she did all the dancing and she's only five, six, but she makes herself look like she's seven feet tall with the heels oh. and the legs. And she was great legs for days and that scene zazz because that's her that's their whole thing they do this fossey the iconic fossey moves in this dance she's trying to build emma's uh confidence well this the story is based on a true story and my friend chad begelin is the lyricist and co-writer with bob martin who did the delightful drowsy chaperone anyway it is about a true case in Mississippi where a girl wanted to bring a same-sex date to the prom and the school went berserk, the school board went berserk and said no, but then the ACL, ACLU got involved and they said, yes, she can go. But the parents arranged a separate prom for the other kids and it's pretty horrible. But and then, that, the uh, real story is actually more tragic because, yes. yeah, but yeah and then go into uh, it, so, if you go into it not knowing as much you'll learn more so i'm not right say. And, and then uh the celebrity how the celebrities get involved is uh it becomes a cause celeb on social media and so the prom takes the premise that these four washed up broadway stars are we have a caterer who uh went to juilliard and tells everybody went to juilliard which is hilarious because that <laughs> You know, anybody who went to Juilliard is always telling you they went. Yes. And so, um, which is funny. And then we have the two clueless, very narcissistic stars, Dee Dee Allen, who has Tony and uh, two Tony, Barry Glickman, Barry Glickman, who's got a drama desk. But yes. he's so he's he I, I say he's like Cam on Modern Family. He's just 
lives show he's just very dramatic very theatrical and he lives showbiz 24 7 and they are totally clueless live in a showbiz bubble and uh, then there's the chorus girl who has been in chicago forever but never gets a lead Right. And so they descend on this town in Indiana, Edgewater. So the beauty of Chad and Bob Martin's script is that they do humor involving narcissistic showbiz people. And they do humor based on small town living. And so you have the both things combined, which it's I think it's a really funny script. Yes. And then the songs, I guarantee you, I was singing Life's No Dress Rehearsal, you know, after I saw it, because it does have very hummable, catchy, upbeat tunes. And the dance, Casey Nicklaw, the famous Broadway dude from Book of Mormon and Mean Girls and all sorts of other great shows, he did the direction to this and also the choreography. That choreography is nonstop. It's just yeah. boom, boom, boom. And if you want to see a really good clip, they were at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2018. And that's the and that's the first time that there was a same sex kiss on the on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So but it was very jubilant. And it just it, it, the whole point of this musical is be your authentic self. And the the, the lead who plays Emma they are non-binary, so they it's all about it's all about inclusion. So yes, they are very good. Caden Kearney, this is her first national tour. She has that beautiful heart-tugging song, Unruly Heart. And then she does very strong vocals through the whole show. So that's a really good find for Emma. And I thought the whole cast was fun. I uh, really, uh, you just have to uh, just really have tremendous admiration for how they pulled it together. Yep. It was good. I I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I'm glad I took it. I, I took away with it a very good feeling after seeing it. And uh, now that we've met Ashanti J Aria, it's good to know somebody in that did it was very difficult for, I'm guessing, the cast. And I don't know that. I, we didn't talk to her about it again. But I think it was very difficult for the cast to s try to soldier through missing eight people in their cast. Well, yeah. And then COVID affects your respiratory system. So that involves singing vocals, and dancing, singing and dancing, plus also speaking. If you have a major part, how many lines you have. I just can't imagine what they had to go through. But I just am so and I'm so happy we met her because she was very good. She gave a new a different dimension to the the bad guy, I guess, so to speak. You know, I mean, we're not going to give anything away, but but she brought a little bit more oomph to that that role i think because it can be a one note role as uh as something the st louis theater circle uh we're back with our awards this year but they're going to be virtual on march 28th we have honored 21 regional professional companies with our nominations they were announced wednesday on groundhog day and uh we took off last year because there was nothing to award so this is the the early 2020 productions and is it, is it kind we, of a weird weird thing where some of them like right before they stopped and then some yeah. that are recent okay 
Right. So it's the first three months of 2020. And there were a lot of really good productions and they did get nominated. And then there is the May 2021 return. Okay. So the Repertory Theater of St. Louis and the Muni, no surprise, uh, tied for the most nominations. But the Black Rep, Joe Hanrahan's Midnight Company did really well. Uh, we have Stages St. Louis, both their productions, Always Patsy Cline and Jersey Boys. So if you want to go to my website, poplifestl.com and see who all was nominated, because we do enjoy talking to the theater folk on this uh, show. And uh, what else is going on locally, Carl? Um, well, you have Disney on ice this weekend and then the blues play again next weekend. And I've been watching Peacemaker. The weird things is on Wednesday, Book of Boba Fett, which is now turned into The Mandalorian season 2.5 or pre-season of uh, season three. And then you have Peacemaker on Thursdays. So with my family, I'm watching Boba Fett on Wednesdays. And then by myself, I'm watching Peacemaker because like Jackass, it is an acquired taste. Well, this weekend, I have absolutely no plans. So I'm going to see what the after party is all about on Apple Plus. And then I'm going to dig into the Pam and Tommy. Wow. A mini series on Hulu. Speaking of penises, there, there's a I hear episode three has a weird thing with Sebastian Stan. And then there's also yeah. the Cosby. We need to talk yes. about Cosby on Showtime. Yes, so we'll have to be talking about that in the future, but I have good news for February 8th. February 8th is a day that your favorite thing of the whole entire last year, the Beatles docuseries Get Back, is released on DVD Blu-ray. Yay! So all those people who did not see it on Disney Plus can uh, buy it, rent it, whatever. And then Encanto, one of our favorites, is yeah. going to be available on DVD and Blu-ray. And that's really good news to all those parents and grandparents out there whose kids have been singing the number one soundtrack in the country and uh, original songs by our fave Lin-Manuel Miranda. It is the uh, number one album in the country. It has the number one song in the country. It has the number nine song and it has the number 20 song. So it's got three songs in the top 20 and the number one album and the number one soundtrack. So Disney's doing well, well this week. Right. Well, it's going to be available DVD, Blu-ray on Tuesday. You can, if you don't have Disney Plus, you can still rent it on Amazon Prime. I saw it available there because I checked it out because that's the only service right now besides Disney that has it. But this one that they're going to come out with on Tuesday has a sing-along version. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. also, so well, go ahead. Also, the weird thing is Amazon Prime just announced that they're raising their prices $20 starting next well whenever you have to renew that's when it's going to be instead of 120 dollars it's not going to be like 140 dollars or maybe it's the other way around it's going to be it's 20 17 percent it's a 17 percent uh hike but they're all hiking everything's hiking carl everything so uh, if you want it at home and people want to stream at home, that's what you got to do. Uh, the Kurt Warner movie, American Underdog, is available today to buy on oh, demand. Wow. If you have Spectrum, you can rent 
the Kurt Warner movie for $6.99. On February 22nd is the day it's released on DVD, Blu-ray, and you can see it streaming. So that's good news for all the people who stayed home but want to watch it because I imagine in St. Louis, it's uh, going to be a huge, huge, huge hit. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their nominees yesterday, 17 people. Eminem was the only nominee to get it on his first try because you have to have 25 years between your first album or he'll, single. He'll get in. He will get and in. I hope Dolly Parton gets in. I do too. Although, you know, we are stretching rock and roll to, you know, country. but I do too. But I that, also. That so ship I, has sailed. I know. Because they do have, they have expanded all that. Cher's never been nominated, but they brought back 10 nominees who haven't made it yet. Pat Benatar, the Rhythmics, she should uh, rage against, a Rage Against the Machine. Who else? Oh, but I'm really happy about Beck because I've been a huge Beck fan. My son, Tim, was the one who got me. Uh, Duran Duran. Yes. Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest. MC5. Yeah. Judas Priest, New York Dolls, Dion Warwick, and um, I would really like to see Eurythmics get in. Annie Dave Lennox Stewart. and Dave, well, Dave Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah, Dave Stewart, because just of what all they've done. But it'll be interesting. They only take five, seven nominees, yeah. but I always figure if you don't get in, I mean, it took for Todd Rundgren forever to finally get in last year, and then he didn't show up because he said he said he it was, was dumb. So, that was so mad about never being included. They showed the clip on the actual ceremony. Now, they will not uh, announce the nominees till May, but us regular people you can, vote. can vote online through April 29th. But then the ceremony isn't until the fall. Right. But they actually showed the t- clip of Todd <laughs> saying he would never accept anything. Rock Hall vote, I think it is. Yes, I vote every year. Do you? Uh, some years more than others. But I'm going to vote for Dolly. So you can vote several times a day. Um, the Oscar nominations are coming out on Tuesday. And Howard Hessman passed away at the age of 81. And Dr. Johnny Fever, I was in radio uh, when WKRP in Cincinnati came on. And so they were so real. These characters. No, for now hold on a second. Every show about radio, news radio, WKRP, Frasier, those are Martin. Those shows are never 100 percent. In fact, they're very rarely actually what happens in, in, in a radio studio. Hardly at all. No, but the characters, the are, characters are. But like, yeah, if you think you're what watching what say. actually happens with radio. No way. They, they well, don't pay attention. Never- we never had a receptionist like Lonnie Anderson, but uh, Dr. Johnny Fever was, uh, you know, classic character. But Herb Tarlick, Carl, yeah. you and I have all worked with the Herb Tarlick I have. in the ed department. Well, so. you know, there's there are two uh, phrases that I still use from Johnny Fever. Booger. Well, not because of Johnny Fever and phone cops. Phone cops is when there's a bomb. Well, I'm not, in case you you should still watch WKRP in Cincinnati, but phone cops, phone cops is a major punchline. 
Well, when uh, one of their, their most serious episodes was after the people got trampled at the Who concert in Cincinnati. Yeah. And they did a phenomenal episode. Episode, yes. That is so good and it's classic. But our friends Ron Stevens and Joy Gridnick wrote for WKRP. Yeah, Cincinnati. why didn't Ron come on and talk about this? Because we had the city museum. That's all right. Woman. That's all right. Well, and we're also, trying to keep our podcast. Yes. Keep it down. In fact, we have to wrap it up. Lynn, where can we find you on the socials? I am on all the socials. I am uh, have my own website, poplifestl.com. We have our podcast here, which is available on Apple, SoundCloud, on stl.com. Thanks to Ron Stevens and um, my website. And then also... Uh, it is posted on our Facebook page, which Carl is not a member. I'm of, not on but, Facebook. Yay. But you can still access the podcast. And then I'm on KTRS every Thursday night with Ray Hartman after the 10 p.m. Our Miller Furniture presents Lynn Venhouse goes to the movies and a shout out. They're having their half price sale, which is awesome. And uh, through February 22nd and Webster Kirkwood Times. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carl the Intern, Monday through Friday on the Mark Cox Morning Show, and weekends on the Second Amendment and the Great Outdoor Show on 97.1 and KMOX. So, Carl, did you are you a Cincinnati fan this week? Uh, I am. I am for the next uh, ten days. I've been doing a deeper dive into Joe Burrow. What a guy! I'm just really ex- excited. I think the the whole of St. Louis has become Cincinnati. Well, no, because I still because I worked for the Rams for ten years, and I still have friends that work there, and I would be happy for them if they won. I would not be happy for Enos Cronkey uh, if he won, but I still have friends that work for the Rams. But I, of course, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Right. Well, everybody, stay safe. Go USA. Keep warm. We have exciting guests for the next couple weeks. And we'll talk to them then. All right, bye. Bye.